If you have your Bible uh, there in Mark's chapter 11, I I use this uh, in most of the deputation meetings. I use this, uh, uh, these words here in Mark chapter 11, verse 1. And when they came nigh to Jerusalem on the Bethpage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, he sendeth forth two of his disciples and saith unto them, Go your way into the village over against you, and as soon as ye entered into it, ye shall find a colt tied whereon every man sat. Loose him, bring him. So in our Bible studies there on a Friday night with the, the basketball players, those who have asked the Lord into their hearts, I'll have them in the kitchen. There's another Bible study goes on in the worship hall, and Mark, he will evangelize them. And if they profess faith in the Lord, they'll, he'll send them in to me. And uh, I try to indoctrinate them in the apostles' doctrine. <laughs> As you can appreciate, they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. And we, you need to get the doctrine into them. Uh, keep in mind that it's the Roman Catholic there, and uh, that stuff needs to be washed out of their heads. So, But in the Bible study, uh, I, I'll handle, handle it like this. Uh, you'll, you'll notice there in verse 2 that there's a cult there or let's call him a donkey. There, donkey will do. And uh, you'll find the donkey. I'm just highlighting words for your own study now, and and you can see a story developing. And you'll you'll notice that this coat's tied as well. Tied. And then you'll notice no man ever sat on it, that's interesting. You and me sit on it, it's going to throw us off. Doesn't want anybody to sit on it. Never man sat on him. So he's, you would imagine that he's not under control, this donkey, uh, tied. But then what have we to do? We have to loose him, praise the Lord. That's the work, isn't it? Loosing donkeys. Of course, you're looking at the donkey as a type of the sinner. <laughs> Amen. There. And he's tied, or not tied up with a whole lot of things. Loose him. So the ministry is one of loosing. Uh-huh. Now look at verse 3. If any man say unto you, Why do ye this? Now look at that question. Why do ye this? Well, thank God for Sunday school teachers here tonight, children's workers, door-to-door men, door-to-door people go out. Why do ye this? Well, it's very simple. Why, why, why do you go to the Philippines? Why do you go around the doors? Well, the result is to try and get people saved. Amen. <laughs> I said, why, why, why do that? Why spend the money hire buses and all the rest of it. Why do all this? End result, get a soul saved. 
I remember in, in the prayer meeting out there years ago. I don't know who the man is. I'm quite sure he's dead in heaven now. But he used to pray, Lord, uh, if, if we lose the whole world and win one soul, it'll be worth it all. Okay, Brian? I thought that was all right. Lose everything, but win one soul, it would be worth it all. I think we should need, we need to get back that sort of attitude there. Lose everything in the effort to win one. And our brother preached on the one on Sunday morning. Praise the Lord. The Samaritan woman, praise the Lord. And look what happened there by one getting saved. So I, I never forgot that prayer. <laughs> that man, I hear him praying now. He's very great volume in his praying. Uh, if, we, if we lost everything but gained one soul, worth it all. So why do ye this? Well, in answer, we do it. The Lord has commanded us to do it, of course. Encouraged us and guided us to do it. But why? To try and win souls to the Lord. But then you see verse 3 there. Why do ye this? Say ye that the Lord hath need of him. Amen. <laughs> Imagine there. He, I, I, every one of us, no matter about the age tonight, the Lord has needed you. Think of it. Imagine, imagine the Lord in need of, need of you and me. Uh, it's a, it's a, the Lord has need of him. The Lord has need of the donkey. <laughs> the donkey is going to bear the burden, the weight of Christ sitting on him. And what is that donkey going to do? He's going to carry Jesus to the people. Praise the Lord. Amen, church. Uh, that's what that donkey's for doing there. Uh, the Lord has need of him. So it's okay being a donkey. <laughs> the Lord the, the Lord need of him. Amen. And straightway he will send him hither. But no man ever sat on him. He's, he's tied. He needs loosed. He needs brought to Jesus. And Jesus will sit on him. The Lord has need of him. Amen. Now look at verse 4. And they went their way, found the colt tied by the door, without in a place where two ways met. I always think of the two ways like, like the cross roads. There, two ways meeting, and who's standing there? A donkey. And the Lord needs him, but he's tied. He needs to be set free. And we can get tied up in all sorts of things. There, there's a lot of things that we can become tied up in, not going forward. Not going backwards, just standing, doing nothing, doing nothing. Tied, where two ways 
meet. And so uh, I remember, I remember uh, the, the, the group would go here and there with us, and we went to the Philippines, went out again to the Philippines, and the third time was a bit longer. So this uh, burden and, and conviction go to the Philippines was getting stronger. It was getting stronger in the mind until uh, we come down here for prayer upstairs in the room, and uh, I grabbed that w magazine, The Forward Movement. It was just a paperback at the time. Just lifted it at the door, took it upstairs, put it on my Bible there, prayed, Lord, I need you to speak to me about this. Open my eyes. Uh, Pastor Elliot, Reverend Kenneth Elliot, he had a bit right in the front page, Moses standing still, God saying, go forward. I said, Lord, I'm going forward. I'm taking that as a word from yourself. Maybe, I, I don't know how many years, <laughs> and I know that it was one year before the Whitfield College of the Bible opened. I know that. I, I don't know. I, I don't. The only date we keep 1690, probably. I just, I just remember that. It's on my mobile, 1690. <laughs> but however, one year before the, uh, the Bible College opened, the call, this church needs a full-time children's worker. I thought I should answer that, that call. So immediately, all afraid and, and scared, go forward, talk to Marie about it. She says, you think it's God talking, you go. Well, that's okay. But, but in going, <laughs> making the first step, you see, one Wednesday night in there, in the prayer meeting, Dr. Paisley preached on Moses standing still and God saying, go forward. <laughs> and I thought, I'm going forward. That was then. Same idea in the building. Same idea. Lord, we really need to put a building up. The Armagh, David, David, I forget his second name. David, Reverend David from Armagh now. He's preaching out there. He's talking about Moses standing still and God saying, go forward. And I just said, Lord, in the meeting, just sit in the front row, in the meeting that Sunday morning, we're going to do the building. And praise God, the building went up. Amen. For the glory of the Lord, God answered prayer. So the Lord is in need of him. And they loosed him. Uh, that's the job, loosing them from sin and from Romanism. Praise the Lord. Uh -huh. But I'll finish with this. If you go to Exodus there, I, th I think this is great. Go to Exodus chapter 13. Exodus. Remember we're thinking about the ass or the donkey or the coat there. Uh -huh. Exodus 13, 13. 
every firstling of an ass thou shalt redeem with a lamb. <laughs> what about that? <laughs> so he interviewed the wee donkey standing at the crossroads where two ways meet. He interviewed, tied, talked to him. Donkey, why are you alive? And the donkey will say, a lamb died in my place. Imagine. Praise God, church. <laughs> why are we here tonight? Because a lamb, the lamb of God, he died for you and me. How, how marvellous. Every firstling of an ass thou shalt redeem. We sing we're on redemption ground. Praise the Lord. Redeemed with a lamb. The donkey owed its life to the lamb. <laughs> Praise God. And you and me we owe our lives to the Lamb as well. That's the idea. And then it says, if thou wilt not redeem it, then thou shalt break his neck. Imagine. So praise God we're saved tonight, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Uh-huh. I'm thinking... When the old man Isaac, or, or Jacob, Israel, there was Dan. And I think it's Issachar. Issachar, he's going down each one, the family, naming them, giving them a, a bit of prophecy over their heads. Issachar, you know what you're like? You're like a strong ass. Strong capable for work, carry the burdens, capable to do that, strong ass, couching down, kneeling down between the two burdens. Didn't want to carry the burden as a car. Uh -huh. Couching down so let us raise up, brethren and sisters, whatever the work is requested, required of the church. Let's say, I'm able to do it, and I'm going to do it. I'll help in whatever way I can. Praise the Lord. You help us in prayer when we go back out there. Marie, I'll share this with you. I wondered what will happen when I come home? Uh, I always talk to Marie about should I go out again? And we, we, we do talk about that. This is maybe three months before coming home. So I get a tax message. Noel, I'm, I'm looking at a pastor here preaching on young people who went 
end of the college, I'm not talking about the Redfield College, just end of the Bible College, came out of it, but they went nowhere and they're doing nothing. And that, that was the, the thrust of the message there. And she says in the text, you went out to Lakeview and you have gone nowhere <laughs> since you've arrived at Lakeview. 20 years at Lakeview now, imagine. 20 years. You went out to do children's meetings and then come home. And it's 20 years, bro. So I thought that was like a dagger in the fifth rib. You know the story about the dagger in the fifth rib? <laughs> Remember him? <laughs> uh, given Abner and an Abner kiss put his arms around stuck the knife into his fifth rib dead so that was like a dagger in my fifth rib you see but I had to say you're right <laughs> it's right why are you not looking for a new work to start I thought amen we need to do something here. <laughs> and so that, that was the start of looking for tight at this area that we're in now. So go back out to try and finish the work. Praise the Lord. We are conscious of age. We are conscious of health and all the rest of it there. But forward ever, backward Never. That's our motto. Amen, church. <laughs> Amen. And uh, on the 19th of June, I shall turn 80. 80 years young. I'm beginning to feel like a man in the Bible called Caleb. Give me this mountain, Joshua. And he took it for the Lord. <laughs>